Welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. It's me, your host, Dr. Yewande. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five books that have changed my life. And that is no exaggeration. From finances to faith, I'm going to be sharing with you the books that I've read over the past few years that have transformed the way that I do things, the way that I live, and have taken me from where I was to where I am now. So grab your pen, grab some paper. You're going to want to take notes. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. So if you've hung out with me long enough, you know that I love to read and I may not necessarily have the time to read a physical book, although physical books are always my preference, but I love to read, whether it's an audiobook, a physical book. I just love reading. I love reading. I love being transported into a different world. I love learning. So whether it's fiction or nonfiction, books have always been a big part of my life. Growing up, it was the Enid Blyton books. It was C.S. Lewis. It was collections of Aesop's fables, Bible stories, right? Books have always been a big part of my life. And so in today's episode, I thought it would be nice to share with you five books that over the past three, four, five years have transformed my life, whether it's finances, my business, my faith, all of that. Today, I am going to be sharing with you five books that for me have been so transformative and I believe will be transformative for you too. And so the first book that I want to introduce you to, if you haven't met this book already, is called The Millionaire Next Door, The Surprising Secrets of America's Wealthy written in 1996 by Thomas J. Stanley. I love this book so much. It changed my whole mindset around what it means to be wealthy, and it helped me differentiate between what I already kind of knew, but it sort of added some validity to my suspicions, which is looking rich and actually being wealthy are completely different things. I remember several, several years ago when I was in university, it was a summer evening, my BFF and I, we were at the bus stop ready to go home. I was staying in her apartment that summer because normally I would stay on residence, but in the summer, that particular summer, I stayed at her apartment. And so we were getting ready to go back and we were at the bus stop. And next thing you know, we see one of her professors on a bike, biking home. And no big deal now. I mean, we all know that professors now bike and people bike. No big deal whether you have money, whether you don't. It's better for the environment and all of that. But we're talking like 20-ish years ago. (laughs) And at the time, we, you know, for better or for worse, believed that university professors 
were rich. <laughs> they were rich people. They had all the money. Like people were throwing money at them, and people were whether it was through grants and you know we didn't know anything. We were young, okay. But to us, this professor was like the epitome of richness. And here he was riding a bike home, uh, <laughs> right? And to us, it was just strange. It was different to see someone who we thought was quote unquote rich riding a bike because us rich people drove expensive cars and, you know, had expensive clothes. You know, again, a lot of our professors would wear the same outfits multiple times a week, right? That was just the type of people they were. I get that, yes, our thinking was flawed. You know, we weren't really being logical. We didn't have all the information. But I say all that to say that in general, First of all, we have this flawed idea of what it means to be rich and what it means to look rich. And this book, The Millionaire Next Door, was so eye-opening. And so what Dr. Stanley did, he was a PhD a professor. <laughs> Ironically, he had done a ton of research on millionaires in America. And what he discovered was that they were not the people that we thought that media was telling us or that society was telling us they were. They were actually hard workers, entrepreneurs, people who were modest in their dressing, modest in their purchases, whether it was a home purchase, whether it was a car purchase, where it was that they sent their kids to school. They were very modest and measured in their spending. The big eye-opening part was people who had high-income jobs for example, physicians, lawyers, investment bankers, those people, even though they had the lifestyle that looked rich, that looked wealthy, when you actually looked at their numbers, sadly, they were not. They were not wealthy. They didn't really have the assets that matched their income. And that was a wake-up call for me because as many of you know, I am a physician and it was just shocking to understand or learn that what ends up happening with people who have a high income is that expectations grow, right? Lifestyle inflation, as we call it, happens where the spending balloons to match the income. And before you know it, there's more spending that's happening versus the income that's coming in and all of that. And so there were so many lessons that I learned from this book, The Millionaire Next Door. And after I finished reading it, I shared it with all my friends. I talk about it on social media. I've talked about it in interviews that I've done and teaching sessions that I've done. I love that book so much and I highly, highly recommend it. The second book that was really life-changing for me was Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits was written by James Clare in 2018. And what I love about Atomic Habits is, first of all, you know I'm a psychology nerd. It was one of my majors in university. And he broke down the science of creating habits. What he was teaching was already a principle in psychology that had been established by previous research, but he brought it down in such a way that it was practical and it was applicable to our day-to-day -day lives. And the main things that I learned about this book is that having goals and having dreams and aspirations are great, 
but what actually causes those dreams to come true and what causes those aspirations to come true are the systems that we have established in order to support these dreams and support these goals. What are the habits that we have in place? So say, for example, one of our big dreams, just as an example, is to have a home that's tidy and organized, especially when you're coming from a place where your home is causing you a lot of stress. So maybe your goal is to have a home that is peaceful and organized and tidy. It's not just going to happen because you have the goal or because you have the dream. It's not just going to happen because one day you have this burst of inspiration based on something that you heard or watched and you ransack your house and you declutter and do all those things. That is not sustainable. The way to make sustainable changes is to create a system, whether it's a system of always making your bed in the morning, just as an example, or a system of always giving out five items of clothing before you go shopping for five new items of clothing. Or maybe it's a system of making sure you clear the kitchen sink every night before you go to bed. Or a system of having a home for all your items so that you always know where to put things back to after you're done using them. So pairing your goals down into systems and habits, that is what's going to make them come to pass. It's not bursts of motivation or inspiration. It's not just having a dream and positive thinking and manifesting or whatever it is that the kids are doing these days. It it all comes down to the smallest habit, the smallest systems. And that book is just chock full of strategies, chock full of information. I highly, highly recommend it. If you are in that stage where you are trying to create new habits to support the goals that you have, or if you're trying to break bad habits that have gotten in the way of you reaching your goals. So the next book that I highly recommend is by Bob Goff, and it is called Dream Big. Know what you want, why you want it, and what you're going to do about it. And oh, this book was good. It was written in 2020, and I believe that was when I actually read the book as well. And so Bob Goff is a lawyer who has done amazing things (laughs) throughout the course of his life. He's also an author who's written some awesome books. But particularly in this book, he sort of takes us through the journey of his life and different events that have happened to remind us that our dreams are valid that if you have a stirring inside of you, if you have something that's nudging you in a specific direction towards a specific aspiration or to change your career or to move to a different country or to go back to school or whatever it might be, that there's something behind that. And he encourages us to take that bold step to embrace that dream and to go for it. When I read this book, I remember the state of mind that I was in. I just had our son. He was a little infant at that time. And I was starting to realize that there was more to my life outside of medicine. And so this book just expanded my mind and helped me get back in touch with some of the things that I loved to do. And it helped me take those bold steps towards making those dreams come true. And so I love that book. Highly, highly recommend. The next book that I wanted to share is called Profit First, 
Profit First is a book by Mike Michalowicz. And Mike Michalowicz is an entrepreneur, he's an author, and Profit First was first written in 2014. And the reason I love this book so much, again, it's a money book, but it's a money book specifically for businesses. And so at the stage that I'm in right now, it's a little bit advanced for me as far as the state of my business. But the beautiful thing about it is that it gives me a structure for how to build my business in a way that is profitable. And not only that, I'm able to apply the principles that he is giving out in his book to personal finances. And so the premise of the book is the whole principle of paying yourself first as an entrepreneur. So many times what happens is people start a business and what ends up happening is that all the revenue of the business is going towards expenses. The reason I love this book is it challenges the way that we think, whether it's your business owner, even in our personal finances. I hear a lot of women say that I have no money left over to save because I have all these expenses. He flips that on his head by saying, no, you take your profit first and then you figure out your expenses after that. Same way as in personal finance, you take your savings first and then figure out your expenses after because the truth is that if you are forced to live on less, we make it happen. We make it happen. So his argument is that if you take your profit first, and you are left with maybe 20% less of your revenue to put towards expenses, you will figure it out. You will find expenses that are unnecessary and start to cut them out. And so I love it so much. The technicalities of the book are still a bit advanced for where my business is right now, but what it's doing is it's helping me set a solid foundation for a way to manage the finances of the business such that we're profitable for day one. The other thing it's doing is it's helping me restructure our family finances again in a way where we are prioritizing our savings and our investments. So again, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Great book. Highly recommend, especially if you are a business owner or you are an aspiring business owner. Don't get intimidated. I've actually tried reading this book twice before. The first time I stopped when it got to a part where I had to start creating new accounts, etc. So I stopped because I wasn't ready for it then. But come back to the book, read it through once. That's what I ended up doing, reading it through once. And then I know I'm going to come back to it many times as the business grows. And if you're wondering about what my new business is, go back and listen to episode 22 because I talk about the psychotherapy practice, a little bit about the psychotherapy practice that I am opening, but I know that I'm going to be sharing more and more and more about that as things continue to evolve. So stay tuned. And yes, definitely pick up Profit First by Mike Michalowicz if you are a business owner, aspiring business owner, because it will help you set up your finances in a way that you are profitable from the beginning. Okay? Okay. And so the final book that I wanted to share with you is the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a book within a book. So it is a book within the Bible. I am a Christian and my faith is a big part of how I operate, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, 
whether it's in setting my goals, achieving my goals, I back it all up with my faith as a Christian. And the book of Proverbs is mostly attributed to the wisest king that ever lived, King Solomon. And he was a king in Israel. And he writes all these beautiful Proverbs, all these beautiful sayings that are so wise and so apt. They're short, they're sweet, they're to the point, they're practical, and they're applicable. And centuries later, so the book of Proverbs was thought to be written around the 4th century before Christ, the 4th century BC, and even centuries later, they're still very relevant. And so I actually spent the first part of this year reading through the book of Proverbs because one of my goals for this year was to increase my wisdom. And wisdom is basically knowing the right thing to do, knowing the right thing to say, especially as I'm working more and more with people in a therapeutic counseling capacity. And so I was like, okay, where can I learn about wisdom? Oh, the book of Proverbs. And so I spent a lot of time earlier this year reading the book of Proverbs. And it really, there were some parts of it that I took out and I have held on to reminding myself the importance of giving wise counsel, the importance of speaking in a way that encourages people, speaking in a way that lifts them up. Words can be soothing to a soul that is hurting, to a soul that is going through a healing journey, whether that be trauma or what have you. And so that book, the beginning of the year, really helped set me up for my practice. It really helped set me up for even believing that I could do this, you know, believing that I could start my own business, you know, and the book of Proverbs is a big reason why I started this podcast because one of the Proverbs talks about speaking and it was sort of that light bulb switch in my head that said, yes, you know, I can use my words to help. The book of Proverbs talks a lot about giving advice, receiving advice, receiving instruction, receiving counsel. I remember coming across a verse that said, everyone enjoys giving advice, but how delightful it is to say the right thing at the right time. And that's what wisdom is all about. Highly, highly recommend, especially if you're someone who is seeking out wisdom and wanting to have delightful things to say at the right time, like I was wanting to do. And so there you have it. Five books that over the past few years have helped me in my journey, in my faith journey, in my finances, in my entrepreneurial journey, and just life in general, being able to expand what I thought was possible for myself. And so I hope you'll check out all these books, maybe not all at the same time, but pick out the ones that you feel are the most relevant for you in this season. And so if you are about to start your journey as an entrepreneur, Profit First might be good for you to pick up. If you're sort of feeling a bit stuck and not knowing which direction to turn as far as your dreams for yourself, your hopes for yourself, then Dream Big by Bob Goff might be one for you to turn to. If you're feeling like you have these goals, you know what you want to do because your habits aren't serving you, you haven't really established systems to support you, then Atomic Habits by James Clear would be where to go. And if you're curious about the secrets of America's millionaires, then pick up The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley. And I promise you it is well, well worth the read. 
finally, if wisdom is something that you are seeking, you're really wanting to understand more about relationships with other people, finances, even the book of Proverbs talks a lot about money as well too, then pick up the book of Proverbs. There are lots of nuggets that you can take out of it that you can apply to your own finances, your own relationships, your career, your business, etc. And so there you have it, five books that have changed my life over the past few years, and I'm sure that they will change yours too. And to end this episode with a quote, and this is a quote by beloved Dr. Seuss, who said, the more that you read, the more things you will know, the more that you learn, the more places you will go. Until next time, remember that I'm here fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.